thy faithfulness, O God, my Father. There is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changest not thy compassion, it fails not. As thou hast been, thou forever wilt be.
Come on, together we sing, you are here. You are here, moving in our midst. I worship you. I worship you. You are here, working in this place. I worship you. I worship you You are here Moving in our midst I worship you I worship you You are here Working in this place Come on I worship you I worship you Waymaker, miracle worker Promise keeper Light in the darkness My God, that is who you are We sing Waymaker Waymaker, miracle worker Promise keeper Light in the darkness My God that is who you are when we sing you are here you are here touching every heart i worship you i worship you you are here you are here healing every heart i worship you I worship you. You are here, yeah, turning lives around. I worship you. I worship you. You are here, Lord, mending every heart. Come on. I worship you. Even when I don't see it, 
Even when I don't see it, you're working Even when I don't feel it, you're working You never stop, you never stop working You never stop, you never stop working Even when I don't see it, you're working Even when I don't feel it, you're working Come on! continue in service this morning. Help us to stay in this moment, in this attitude of worship. Lord, that we would continue to give you our focus. God, that we would truly seek you out. As Pastor Dave comes up to speak, God, first and foremost, it would be your truth that we hear. And ultimately, Lord, would challenge us to take one step closer to you. Father, we love you and we praise you. Pray this all in your name. Amen.
Well, hey, New Life family, Pastor Jeremy here. Uh, so great to be back with you again online for our weekend services. And just want to give a shout out to our Patterson campus. I've uh, been over at the new building uh, almost every day for the past week, just checking out. Uh, we started demolition uh, this past week, and so we're knocking out some walls. And I cannot wait to be with you in our own building. That's going to be coming up very, very soon. Uh, but please stay up to date. And I'm going to be putting some pictures and videos on our social media accounts on Instagram and Facebook uh, to kind of show you the process. And we're also going to be reaching out to many of you to begin helping us with cleanup and things like that. But we are getting closer and closer to moving into our home there in Patterson. So just wanted to welcome all you, wherever you're tuning in from, whatever state you're tuning in from, we just want to say welcome. It is sunny and beautiful out here in California to all my Wisconsin friends. Sorry about that. I heard you guys got about 30 inches of snow and then all of the winter uh, storms down in the south. I know uh, hopefully my, my family, your power's back on. I know you've been without power for a while, but we just want to say welcome. Welcome to New Life uh, Christian Center here in the Central Valley of California. Hey, we're going to jump right into the message here in just a minute. Uh, but first, go ahead and take out your phone and check in. Go ahead and also pull up the app, go down to the right-hand corner, click on Connect, and then click on Weekend Resources and then Sermon Notes, and then this weekend's date because we're going to jump into this. Uh, don't forget all the things we always talk about. If you have prayers, text the word prayers to 30500. Uh, the same for resources. And uh, uh, we also just wanted to say thank you so much for, for your faithfulness and your giving. Your generosity does not go unnoticed. And we cannot do what we do without you. So thank you so much. We are still in this, uh, this series called Direction. And uh, we've been having a great uh, time over the last few weeks trying to figure out God's plan and God's direction for our lives because we do clearly have a choice. Do we want to go our way or do we want to go God's way? And he gives us the ability to make that choice. And whatever choice we make, that's the one that we have to deal with. And so are we going to choose to go the direction that I think that I should go with my life or the one that God has for me? So to, to kind of uh, uh, ease into this weekend's message, think of different things in your life where you have been influenced by your friends. Okay, peer pressured into doing something or buying something that you wouldn't normally buy or that you wouldn't normally do. And I don't necessarily mean bad things because we all have our list of things that we've done in our lives because we've been peer pressured into doing those. Uh, but just basic decisions that you wouldn't make when you're by yourself. Okay, when Janet and I started dating, we, we'd only been dating maybe one or two weeks. And we were uh, tubing down a, a river in Tennessee. You could go for miles, four to seven miles, where you just get in the inner tube. And it's basically, basically like this large, uh, lazy river that you would go to at an amusement park. And so you just sit in these tubes and you just let the river carry you. It's beautiful. It's relaxing. It's Tennessee, so it's gorgeous. Well, at the end of our journey, we get down to the end of this journey, and there's a bridge that goes over the river, and we notice people jumping off this bridge down into the water. And me being the, the risk taker that I used to be, not anymore, I'm too old for that kinds of stuff, I said, oh, let's stop and jump off this bridge. So we get off our tubes, carry our tubes up. Now, <laughs> from the water, it didn't look that high. But when you're up there looking down, you're like, whoa, this is a little further than what I thought. So I jump off first. We have a great time. So like I said, Janet and I had only been dating maybe one or two weeks, and there's not a chance 
that she's not going to jump off this bridge uh, because she's trying to impress me, right? So she gets up there and she looks down, scared to death, big, huge, fake smile on her face, and then off she goes. And that she's, she did it once and she said, okay, I did it once, I'm not doing it anymore. But just talking about that, this, you know, this was uh, uh, 28 years ago, uh, but just when she and I talk about it, she always just thinks, I cannot believe that I did that. I can't believe that I, I let you peer pressure me into jumping off that bridge. Well, what about when the iPhone came out, came out, okay? All your friends are out spending 500 bucks on a phone. Are you kidding me? Until you get one and you play around with a little bit, you know, and then two weeks later, iPhone. Then you have one. What about wearing uh, uh, those jeans that's got holes in it, all right? Now, I know years ago you're thinking, why would anybody pay for a ripped pair of jeans? I mean, you're not getting everything that you're paying for. What is the big deal about going around with holes in your jeans? And now you want to be the cool guy. You want to be the cool girl. Now you're walking around half your leg hanging out, all right? And you still pay $60 for something that you don't even get the full uh, jeans for. But we're all influenced by our... Uh, by our friends, aren't we? Decisions they make influence decisions that we make. You probably heard your parents or your grandparents say something like this, you are who you run with, especially when you're a teenager and you're going through uh, those teenage years. I used to tell my students when I was a youth pastor, I would say, hey, show me your five closest friends and I'll show you your future. Maybe you've heard that one before too. It doesn't matter your age or your background, your personality, your likes or your interests. You could be a junior high student. You could be a parent. You could be a senior citizen. You will become like your closest friends. When we connect with someone, we become a channel for their values and their beliefs and their decisions, their interests and more. King Solomon wrote this uh, proverb in chapter, thir- uh, chapter 13 of Proverbs, verse 20. Walk with the wise and become wise. Associate with fools and get in trouble. Now, how many of you can raise your hand and say, yeah, I've been in trouble because of some fools that I've, hang, that I've hung out with uh, before in my life? Sean, I know you've hung out with some fools in your day, right? We all have. Austin, hung out with some fools in your day. If you hang out with people who are wise, you become wiser. If you connect with people who are godly, you're going to become closer to God. If you're friends with people who make good decisions, you're naturally going to make better and healthier decisions. I remember back in 2012, Janet decided to go back to school. She always wanted to be a nurse and she wanted to finish her degree in nursing. She only had about a year behind her back way, uh, way back in the 90s. And in 2012, she said, hey, I'm going to go back to school and finish my, my bachelor's degree in nursing. And she did it. And when she got done, it actually encouraged me to go back and finish my degree. And I finished back in 2019, and now I'm in the middle of my, my master's program. But it was Janet going back to school that influenced me to do the same. This isn't just riding someone else's coattails. It's, it's just how we rub off on each other and influence uh, one another. But there's the dark side of this too. If we hang out with the wrong crowd, we end up doing things that could hurt us or damage us. If we surround ourselves with people who are negative all the time, that will certainly influence us to be negative. I remember back uh, when when we first had Caleb back in the the mid to late 90s. 
uh, Janet joined a mom's group. Every Thursday morning, they would meet um, at a playground, just different moms from our church. And they would let their kids play. They would let, you know, we would all, our kids would be playing on the playground while all the moms hung out. And I remember every Thursday I would come home and Janet was just like beat up mentally and emotionally. Super negative, really down. It was like I was married to Eeyore every Thursday. I, I, was, I was like, where is this coming from? And I finally recognized this. I said, look, honey, every Thursday when I come home from work, you're like, here's your dinner. I mean, it's just, uh, what's going on with you? And that's not Janet at all. And she said, I think it's that mom's group that I'm hanging out with. She said, all they do is sit around, they talk bad about their husbands, they hate their lives and all this other stuff. And she said, I think it's starting to influence me. So she broke it off and then I got my Janet back. It's amazing how that happens when you quit hanging around people who are always negative. But show me your friends and I'll show you your future. The people in our life today, they're shaping who we become. They're shaping who who we will become tomorrow. Whether you realize it or not, The people in your life right now are helping you write some of the story of your life. Think about that. The people that you work with, the people that you associate with, the people that you're in clubs with or whatever, they are helping write some of the story of your life. Which part of their life are you allowing them to influence? So remember our key verse for for this entire series, going back to Psalm 32, verse 8 says this. The Lord says, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I I will advise you and I will watch over you. That's God's heart and desire for us. That, that That his direction and his decision making and his leading is the one that's actually guiding us. So let's ask ourselves a few questions this weekend, okay? Would I, would I likely be more willing to follow God's direction and, 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 and leading in my life if I had others in my life that were pursuing the same path? Would I be more likely to follow after God's direction if I had others in my life who are also trying to follow God's direction for their life? Would I trust God more if my closest friends trusted God more? Do you think that you would be more likely to follow God's will and to be holy, which we've looked at a few weeks ago, if your friends were taking the same steps to be holy? I think we would. I think we all would. You see, I know that no one can, no one can follow Christ for me. But I can choose people to follow Christ with me. It's the same for you. Philippians chapter 2, verses 1 through 2. This is out of the message translation. This is the Apostle Paul talking. If you've gotten anything out of following Christ, and if you've gotten anything at all out of following Christ, if his love has made any difference in your life, if being in a community of the Spirit means anything to you, if you have a heart, (laughs) if you care, then do me a favor. Agree with each other. Love each other. Be deep-spirited friends. Deep-spirited friends, love each other. Be united together. So today's message is a little bit different than the usual relationship and community type message. Okay, today I want us to focus on a much, much, much smaller circle than that, than, 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 than a large community. Who are those couple of people in your life that you can create a circle with? Just a couple of people. We're not talking about a soulmate. We're talking about soul friends. 
following God's direction. So here's your first fill-in for the weekend's message. God's direction gets clearer through godly friendships. God's direction gets clearer through godly friendships. From the moment the Holy Spirit urges and compels me to surrender my life to Jesus, he's given us an invitation to connect with him. And it's the greatest invitation ever. Think about this. The creator of the universe gives each of us a very personal invitation to have a one-on-one relationship with him, a one-on-one friendship with him. In the, in the, in the, the, the theological world, we call that transcendence. That, that God transcends time and matter and all this other stuff that, that, that our finite minds can't, can't wrap our heads around. God transcends through all that. And through all that, he still wants to have a deep, intimate, close relationship with me. And that invitation from God into something deeper is the model for you and I. Because we, in turn, can invite a friend into something deeper. Yeah, we can connect with each other through conversation. We can talk about sports or hobbies or news and all those things are great. And there's a time and place for all that. But how about a friend who can speak some truth into my life? How about a friend that I can speak truth into their life? Someone who knows me. Someone who can tell me how it is no matter how much it hurts. Even though I want to punch them in the throat because I didn't want to listen to it. They just laid out straight there to me. Someone we can trust. Someone who's willing and honestly uh, to, 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 to be honest with me about growing in my relationship with Jesus. And I can be honest with them about growing in their walk and their journey with Jesus as well. God also uses them to help clarify his decision and purposes for our lives. It's not just their opinion of what we should do or how we should react or how we should respond. It's the encouragement to discern God's leading and desires for us. We see a great illustration of this in the Old Testament with a picture of two different friends. And they, they spurred each other on in their deepest relationship, not only with each other, but also with God. Look what it says in 1 Samuel chapter 18. This is uh, King Solomon's son, Jonathan, and the future King David. But right now he's not the king in this conversation. It says this, verses 1 through 4. After David had finished talking with Saul, he met Jonathan, the king's son. There was an immediate bond between them, for Jonathan loved David. From that day on, Saul kept David with him and wouldn't let him return home. And Jonathan made a solemn pact with David because he loved him as he loved himself. Jonathan sealed the pact by taking off his robe and giving it to David. Now, this was a big deal. This is the robe of a prince. This is a robe to the heir of the next a position of king. His dad, King Saul, is king. It should rightfully go down to Jonathan, the son. And he's wearing this robe, this prince robe. And he takes it off and he puts it on David. Because the moment he saw David, he saw God's selection for king, not man's. Taking off his robe and giving it to David, together with his tunic, sword, bow, and belt. This was huge. If, you, if you've never done any, 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 any deep study as to why this is such a big deal, I want to encourage you to do so. Because King Saul and King Saul's son, Jonathan, were of a different tribe than David. The king position was not supposed to go through 
uh, King David. It was supposed to go through King Saul and Jonathan and down and down. But instead, David was from the tribe of the lion, was from the tribe of Judah. And if you go fast forward hundreds of years to the, New, to the New Testament, you'll see that Jesus is called the lion of the tribe of Judah. This was meant to be. This was supposed to happen. So I believe as soon as Jonathan saw David, he prophetically saw what was supposed to happen. And so he took off his robe and he put it on David. I read that and it reminds me of the words of Jesus. To love God with, with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And then what? To love our neighbor as ourself. Because it says when Jonathan saw David, he loved David as himself. When we care and love that deeply, it forges a deep bond. Ultimately, Jonathan would encourage David to see his calling and anointing by God. His, his godly friendship helped him to see God's leading and direction. A deep friendship is empathetic and listens without judgment. How many, how many of you watching right now have friends that can listen to you without judgment? How many of you can, li can, can actually uh, uh, um, uh, be the listener without being judged? Or without having judgment over the ones that are talking to you. It speaks truth and is filled with compassion and grace. It's kind of scary, isn't it? Most of us here don't have those kinds of friendships. Now, it may not be today, it may not be tomorrow, but can God can you can you trust God enough to venture out and to be just a little imperfect? To listen and invite a friend closer than what they might be? You might be able to see God's direction a little clearer if you have someone in your life that can really speak some truth into your life. That leads us to number two. God's direction to be like Jesus is refined in godly friendships. God's direction to be like Jesus is refined in godly friendships. Acts chapter 2 says this. All of the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. A deep sense of awe came over them all, and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. This is the very first church that we're talking about here in the book of Acts. The first church was listening to what God was saying. They were, they were actually starving for it. They realized that they, they needed truth and they, they needed good godly teaching, but that wasn't all. So they, they studied the scriptures. They listened to the apostles' teaching. They were learning from one another and enjoying one another's company. These were the nutrients for them to grow. And this is God's direction for all of us. Becoming like Jesus or becoming holy, like we talked about in the past, doesn't happen by ourselves in isolation. It doesn't. Now, don't get me wrong, there's times where we need to get alone, we need to kind of isolate ourselves and really connect one-on-one -on -one with Jesus. We talk about that a lot here at New Life, to those moments of solitude and silence. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about growing. I'm talking about growing deeper in relationship with your community, with your faith family. Where God desires purpose and direction, where all those things get refined is done in connection with one another and in friendships. You need to be alone sometimes. You need that. And God may need to get you alone. But when it comes to refining you, most of the time those are done with connection with each other. I could talk about being 
being like Jesus and kindness and grace. And I'm, I'm amazed at when I'm alone, the roots that take, the roots that, that go down deeper in my relationship with Christ. When I'm alone, I'm doing my own devotions. And I'm doing those, those own, I'm doing those, those, those surgery times where the Holy Spirit's really doing something deep in me. But in relationship, that's where the, the, the deeper roots get even more nutrients to where we can connect with the Father. Choosing God's way every day gets refined when I'm learning and growing. And God-honoring friendships, true soul friends. Listen to this in the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 4. A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated. But two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better, for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. Now I want you to take a note of this verse because we're, we're going to come back to it uh, again in just a few minutes. Those soul friends challenge me. My soul friends, they help guard me from the enemy. God uses those soul friends to keep me accountable and to keep me on track. Well, Jeremy, I've heard this before. I'd really love to have friends like this, but right now it's so challenging with the pandemic and, and COVID still happening. And things are still shut down. I'm still trying to figure out what it looks like for, uh, uh, for school with my kids and my family and my job. And the truth is I'm really stressed out. I get it. Trust me, I get it. The Patterson campus, <coughs> excuse me, the Patterson campus is going through our new building plan. I'm halfway through my master's degree. We're still processing through Ella's accident and trying to get her diabetes under control and regulated while still being a husband and a dad and pastoring people. I get it. It's crazy out there. But what, what if there was a way that we could all take that first step? Something simple. A chance to connect and grow and to see God's desires and direction for us. To be more like him. Because just like you, I go 100 miles an hour. And before I know it, it's time to go to bed. It's time to go to bed and be discouraged sometimes that the next morning's coming in just a few hours and it's going to be go, go, go again. Here's the deal. I can't sustain that. You can't sustain that. You and I need a pace that allows the most important things in our lives to take root. And I need others around me to help me see that. I need others around me to help me do that. Here's the deal. You and me, we are responsible for our own faith journey. You are responsible for your own relationship with Jesus Christ and your spiritual growth in your journey with God. If you've digressed in your relationship with God over the past year because of the pandemic and not being able to connect or whatever, listen, you can't blame your church. You can't blame your pastor. You can't blame, you can't blame anyone. It is your responsibility in your relationship with God. It's my responsibility in my relationship with God. We can't blame each other. Someone else can't know God for me. You can know God with me, but you can't know God for me. But while someone can't be responsible for my faith, it is others that help us stay rooted and grounded. We can hold each other 
accountable. We can stay connected with one another. It's doing life together that keeps me from being alone and isolated. It's that soil that we dig our roots down into together and we grow together. I can't tell you how how encouraging it is to sit down and to share my struggles with people that I that I that I really trust, that I know that's on my side, and then they share their struggles with me. And sometimes it's the same struggles. <laughs> Misery loves company, right? <laughs> but so do people who are struggling. So are people who are going through challenges. What if these what if <coughs> excuse me, what if some of these verses are true for you? Proverbs 27, a sweet friendship refreshes the soul. Proverbs 18, there are friends who destroy each other, but a real friend sticks closer than a brother. That leads us to our last fill-in for the weekend. Number three, God's direction is an invitation into deeper connections. God's direction is an invitation for deeper connections. So Jeremy, what do I do? Jeremy, how do I take this step in this way? Because we're still in this weird season, this pandemic. I want to share with you something that I think we can all do. It's something that we are beginning here at New Life. It's simple, super simple, but it could be crucial in allowing us to grow in our understanding of God's Word. It's also it could be critical in understanding His desires and His direction into deeper friendships as well. Okay, it's not new. New Life did not invent this, but we are tweaking it just a bit. Think about this. When it comes to Scripture, when it comes to people or, or, or persons in Scripture, the number three is found throughout the Bible. You have the Trinity, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. The three people uh, in the Gospels that were always hanging out with each other, Peter, James, and John. And there's, there's more throughout the Bible. The verse that we read earlier, Ecclesiastes 4 a person standing alone can be attacked and defeated. If you're by yourself, attacked and defeated. But two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. So here's something that we are kicking off beginning in March. New Life has always been intentional, super intentional about relationships and doing life together. It's something we don't hide. We incorporate that, that message in a lot of our, our, our weekend messages here. So beginning on, uh, so beginning uh, uh, the, um, in March, we are going to be launching a brand new resource called Connect Three, C O N N E C T. Connect Three: Read, Text, and Grow. Connect Three: Read, Text, and Grow. When you when you text the word Connect Three, C O N N E C T, and the number three to three zero five zero zero, you are going to uh, begin receiving a text message every Monday morning for that week's scripture readings. Okay, here's the greatest part about it: you are not meant to do this alone. You're not meant to. So right now, take out your phones. Okay, wherever you are, take out your phones. I'll wait. I may not have to wait because some of you are always just sitting there like this. You're like. You can't get rid of that thing if you wanted to because it's like attached to your hand. But right now, I want you to text the word CONNECT, C-O-N-N-E-C-T, and the number 3, to 30500. What that does is every Monday you're going to receive a, a text message from New Life that has a link in it that's going to connect you to that week's readings. Okay? Now, you don't have to physically get together. 
with who we're about to, about to give a little more detail about this and talk about the message. This is just a very short, simple way to connect with someone else, either at our campus. They don't even have to attend New Life. They could be someone out in the community. They could be in a different state. But we want you to find two other people and form a Connect 3 group. Two other people. And throughout the week, we want you to send them a text message about the verses that you're going to read for that day. Every day, Monday through Friday, you're going to read three simple verses. It'll take 15 seconds. That's why we say it's short, it's simple, it's easy. And we want you to discuss what those verses meant to you. Okay, so let's quickly break down that subtext. Read, text, and grow. So you got connect three. Read, text, and grow. Read. Let's talk about read first. Read three verses each day, Monday through Friday. Now, hopefully you've got your own time where you can dive into the Word. You've got your own devotion time. But take 30 seconds every day, Monday through Friday, and read the three verses that we've given you through that link on that text message. Then you're going to text. So you're going to read them first, then you're going to text. After you read those three verses, send a text message to the two people that you've decided to, uh, to join in your Connect 3 group. And it could be super, something, super, uh, something super easy like, uh, wow, those three verses really meant a lot to me or I don't really get it or, man, those three verses spoke this to me. Something easy. This is not supposed to be a long, drawn-out conversation. And the reason why we chose three instead of more is because we don't want you to get caught up in an hour-long texting conversation between a bunch of people. I know, how, I know what it feels like to be inside of a group text, and sometimes it can be really, really frustrating because you can't, you can't find a way to get out of it. Now, the reason why we say at least more, at least three is because of that scripture. If you're one and you're by yourself, you're vulnerable. Two can say back to back. But three is even better because you can get all three sides. You get different perspectives. You get different opinions. Now, the first thing that we're going to do, the first book that we're going to go through is the book of Philippians. And we're going to take several weeks to go through it, three verses at a time, Monday through Friday. The, the, the last thing is to grow. So remember, Connect 3 is what we're doing. Connect 3 groups, read, text, grow. The last one is grow. After you read their responses, okay, you send a response about the, about the verses that you read. After you read their responses back to you, just sit in the moment and just pause. Reflect. Like a washing machine. Okay, you have, uh, you got all these different, different uh, phases of, of the washing machine. Uh, and just, so just think of it like, like, like the soak button. Okay, because it turns, that, 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 that auger in there is turning and cleaning, and then it just sits and soaks for a minute. Think about the scriptures doing that to you. I mean, it's churning you, it's twisting you, it's cleaning you up, and now you get to soak in it for a minute. Think about what those verses are really doing in your life. And then send that text message out to those two people. Say, you know what, this is what those verses meant to me today. Connect three. So wherever you are, don't forget to do that. Take your phone, type the word connect, text the word connect to 30500. If you don't know how to do that, then you go to your, go to your text messages, open up a new text, and, and instead of pulling up somebody's name, just put 30500, and then go down uh, in the box where it's time to send a text, and then you text the word, C-O-N-N-E-C-T, connect, and then the number three. When you do that, you're going to automatically be on our, on our texting uh, system in our texting system. And then on Monday, we're going to text you out that morning. We're going to send you a link that sends you to the scripture. 
We want everyone to do this. It's a way to dive deeper into friendships. It's a way to get closer to each other. It's a way to get closer to God and to stay connected with one another because we still can't just gather. So what's another way that we can still do life together and to grow together? And this is one of those ways. We would love to see as many people possible jumping in on this new ministry. We believe it's going to have a huge impact. The question you have to ask yourself is, who are my two? And if you, if you think, you know what, I want, to do, I, want to, I want to form like four or five of these. Don't. Don't do that. Just be in one. What happens if I miss a day, Pastor Jeremy? It's okay. It's going to happen. I promise you. It's going to happen. You're going to forget. The good thing is maybe one of your three won't forget and they'll remind you. But listen, this is just another resource that we're trying to stay, stay uh, connected with each other from people inside our campuses, inside of our church. And, and maybe, maybe, like I said, maybe your two people don't even attend New Life. That's great. Connect with people in our community. Maybe they don't even go to church anywhere. But you, want to say, but you say, hey, you know what? I want you to join my Connect 3 group. What's a Connect 3 group? Explain it to them and say, every day, Monday through Friday, I'm going to send you a, 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 just a couple of verses that's going to be uh, hopefully inspiring for you. Let's do this. Let's stay connected. Let's Connect 3. Will you bow your heads and pray with me? Father, we know that you created this, uh, this thing called life for us not to do on our own. Father, you did not create us to be silos. You did not create us to go through life uh, solo. Father, you want us to do life together. Father, thank you for the deep work that you do in me independently, but also thank you for the friends that you have put into my life. Thank you for the people that challenge me, the people that encourage me, the people that get in my face when I need to be, and the people that encourage me when I need to be encouraged. Father, I pray over everyone listening right now, God, everyone watching, everyone listening, Lord, that they will pick two people in their life to join their Connect 3 group, to do life with Father, we thank you for the direction that you're continuing to give us, Lord. Yet you're continuing to give new life, Lord. Father, we lean in on you. We lean in on the fact that you don't want us to be alone. Father, we know that isolation sometimes is where the enemy works best. And Father, I just, so I just speak out to everyone, speak over everyone who is watching, everyone who's listening, that we can find those two people to encourage us, to do life with us, to challenge us, to help us grow in those deep roots, Lord, that you want us to be in. Father, we love you. Challenge us all. We surrender our lives to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let me give you just one more challenge. Let me encourage you to tear down some of those walls. If you say, you know what, I'm kind of an introvert, Jeremy. I really don't like doing things like this. Let me challenge you to take this step. You never know the impact that you're going to have on helping change someone else's life. You never know the impact that somebody else's opinion, somebody else's perspective, somebody else's angle on these scriptures is going to have on your life. Let me challenge you to tear down those walls and invite someone in your life to do life with. Let me read this last scripture out of Philippians chapter 2. If you've gotten anything at all out of following Christ... If his love has made any difference in your life, if being in a community of the Spirit means anything to you, 
If you have a heart, if you care, then do me a favor. Agree with each other. Love each other. Be deep-spirited friends. Hey, thanks for tuning in. We're praying for you guys. We want you to have a great week. All of those who are attending Patterson campus, keep your eye on our social media pages, Instagram and Facebook, uh, for all the great things that's happening around the campus. We love you guys. Have a great week. We'll see you next weekend.